Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Here's Panarin across. Panarin finds the trailer. Shot by Strom is high. Off the glass. Hayek sets up Panarin. He scores! This is the Canes Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now here's the host of the Canes Corner Podcast, Adam Gold. Well, welcome to the Morning After Podcast. Adam Gold will be joined by Alec Campbell in just a little bit. For the second time this year, the Canes put more than 40 shots on Henrik Lundqvist, and for the second time this year, it did not matter. 3-2 final score. Lundqvist has won nine of his last ten against the Hurricanes. He is 32-12-1 in his career, and in this season alone, he has made 85 saves on 89 shots on goal. Uh, and the story of this one, all came in the first period. Uh, Rangers scored all three goals that they would need on the night in the first. They get two within the first four minutes and 12 seconds. They came a minute 18 apart. It was a power play. Uh, it was a normal power play goal, but it was with a uh, Joel Edmondson coming out of the box to make it a five on four because Jordan Mark Martinook joined him there toward the end of a Joel Edmondson penalty. Jordan Martinuk is off for hooking. Out of the penalty box, Joel Edmondson. It's a five on four. They score! Mika Zibanejad! It's a power play goal! And how about that for a return to the lineup? From Adam Fox. Fox, patient, 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 patient. Bang! Right on the stick. And Zibanejad had all that net. I mean, this was fabulous. And before Edmondson could get back onto the ice into position, the Rangers had a Mika Zibanejad goal and a beautiful feed from Adam Fox, as you heard at the very beginning of this from the great Sam Rosen. Two great play-by-play guys on this game, by the way. We have uh, our own, very own John Forslund, who you've also heard, um, but uh, Sam Rosen, one of the all-timers. Uh, but uh, Zibanejad just coming back off an injury, uh, wastes no time, gets a power play goal, backdoor, uh, far side off a great feed from Fox. I know that hurts every little bit. Uh, every time he does something great against the Hurricanes, it hurts just a little bit more. Then Brendan Smith with a, uh, with a one-time blast from just above the right circle made it 2 nothing at 4-12, and Carolina was reeling. It was really a bad first period. I know statistically it didn't look bad, but it was a bad first period uh, as Carolina just gave way too much space to the Rangers. It really could have been uh, yeah, 
I think even worse uh, were it not for maybe a couple of good saves from Peter Morazic, a couple of good sticks that Dougie Hamilton made a couple of good defensive plays in the first period. And then uh, with about a minute 40 left, uh, Fox again with a redirect of an Artemi Panarin shot makes it 3 nothing in the first period. And even that could have been uh, a goal earlier as uh, Strom was just just coasting in between the rings and just shot it wide. Uh, you could see his head go up in the air like, I cannot believe that I didn't score there. Uh, but ultimately, he came back around to Panarin, and uh, his shot was redirected by Fox. It was 3 nothing. Carolina was just really not good at all in the first period. Then in the second, they started to get to their game. Uh, but at this point, uh, it's... I mean, it's almost pointless. You're probably not getting three past Henrik Lundqvist the way he's playing, especially the way he plays historically against Carolina. But they did get it going. Out of the reach. Of Svenskakov who gets to it. Good hustle. Hamilton, a tip. They score! Ryan Dezingo finally breaks through his personal drought. It's a power play goal. 5.31 left in the second. Carolina on the scoreboard. Fox gets to it. Kick to the outside for Ryan Lindgren. And now, Panarin can't exit. Held in by Slavin. Kogel with a shot. Paddled down for Lundqvist. And they score. Paddled in on the follow-up. Warren Fogel. A nose for the net. And Carolina, with 4.02 left in the second, is within one. Dougie Hamilton to Ryan Dezingle on the power play, made it 3-1. It's a good play initially by uh, by Hamilton to keep the puck in the zone. Uh, and this is late in the period, too. Carolina had already started to assume control of the play, and this is when they really made a push. So Ryan Dezingle with his first goal in eight games, he had been on a, uh, in, in a, uh, really a funk. I thought Ryan played pretty well tonight. He played almost 17 minutes of the game. A lot of that, of course, on the power play, almost, uh, almost six minutes. It's a power play time, but he played well. Uh, so Dezingle gets the redirect goal. Then Warren Fogel, 89 seconds later with a power move. Uh, and he was kind of shoved into uh, Lundqvist. And that enabled him to poke the puck free and through uh, for a 3-2 score. And then Martin Natchez, he's probably too old to have nightmares, uh, but he's going to have a nightmare uh, if he ever looks at the tape and tries to figure out how he did not score. Uh, Henrik Lundqvist made a spectacular save. He got over and just got the paddle of his stick on it. Uh, that would have been the equalizer, and they all came in incredible succession. Uh, it would have been 3-3, but it, that didn't go, and, they, and the Hurricanes never got to that third goal. Uh, Peter Mrazek, I'm not saying he was bad in the first period. I don't know that any of the goals were on him. Uh, but he wasn't uh, he wasn't good enough. Uh, but he built a game, as they like to say, and he was better in the second period. I thought he battled, and he was better in the third. Whatever uh, shots he needed to face, he didn't face a lot because uh, Carolina was really pushing, and they tried to get back and uh, and at least get the uh, get the equalizer. On An- uh, Andrei Svechnikov had a uh, had an opportunity. Lucas Walmark had an opportunity in tight. Uh, there was some line flipping that we'll get to uh, in a minute. Carolina had sixteen. Uh, a 16-5 shots on goal advantage in the third. They dominated possession in the third. Uh, but I'm not sure it matters. I'm really not. Uh, I think those things can be, uh, those are 
really good analytical games that are completely irrelevant to me. Because when you give up the, the first period the way they did and you're down 3 nothing, I mean, to score three goals in 40 minutes is possible. But when the other team doesn't have to do much and they've got Hendrik Lundqvist in net, well, you're just asking for a loss. And that's what the Hurricanes got. Uh, and ultimately, it was their seventh consecutive loss in the Metropolitan Division, two of those to the Rangers, two of those to the Flyers, um, Two of those to the Columbus Blue Jackets, although one of those was in overtime, and they are now 2-6-1 and one in Metropolitan Division play. Not sure that's that significant, because ultimately uh, you're just trying to get into the playoffs, but this is a team that really wants to uh, challenge for the division, and you're not playing against teams. You're losing against teams that are below you in the standings, which is... Uh, really unacceptable. And the first period I thought was unacceptable. The rest of the game was fine from there. Uh, but the first period is unacceptable. You can't have that if you want to compete for the, at the top of the division. You're just not allowed to do that. The Islanders don't do that. The Capitals don't do that. Heck, on the other side, the Boston Bruins don't do that. If the Hurricanes want to be a division contender, they can't do that. Now let's bring in uh, my friend, my cohort, my colleague, uh, host of Stormwatch and the Aftermath, who just got done with the Aftermath, Alec Campbell. So, my friend, the uh, the Hurricanes were the better team over the final 30 minutes. I'm struggling to find solace in that. Talk me, uh, talk me into why that matters. Yeah, I mean, the results matter, you know? I mean, they didn't get a win. Right. So, there's... there's we can talk about all the good things that happened in the game, and there were some good things. There were some good individuals, but it's a team, frankly, I think they should be, despite the fact that they have a good goaltender and a couple of good players, but I don't view the Rangers as any more difficult than, you know, any of these other middle-of-the-road teams they've played. So it's a little bit of a disappointing loss to me, I think even though the last 30 minutes or maybe even a little longer were in the Canes' favor. But they didn't win. Right. So, you know, there's no reason to there's no reason to try to polish it up, you know? So yeah. that's, that's the way I feel about it, too. And, and I think, to me, the disturbing part, and I'm, I'm not going to make excuses, it's been a trying, let's just say, f- you know, 36 hours for the the – guys who wear that uniform and uh, and Rod Brindamore and dealing with a lot of stuff you don't want to deal with. Uh, but by the yeah, way... I'm, I'm curious right? how much you think that affects oh, the locker room. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how much it affects it. I do know that their start was horrendous um, and they yeah. were much better uh, after the fact. I, I don't know what it was. I was just going to point out Calgary won tonight. Calgary's dealing with those types of things, right. too. Probably a lot worse. Calgary was on the road and won in Buffalo, I guess, in overtime. Uh, so I'm not sure what it really what it really means. I think something like that is something that wears on you over time. Uh, 
Uh, I don't think yeah. that's going to happen here. Um, I mean, ultimately, the difference in the game is Henrik Lundqvist is going in the Hall of Fame, and Peter, Raz- Peter Morazic's a good goalie who played really well after the first period. I don't even know that he played uh, horribly in the first period. I don't really necessarily uh, fault him on really any of the goals. Uh, regardless of that, Carolina was just indifferent defensively in front of him. Carolina had enough shots, uh, nothing really cr- crazy in the first period, uh, but it was just a, uh, a period of poor defensive zone coverage. Uh, I mean, if you, if you look at the third goal, the Adam Fox redirect, uh, I mean, Ryan Strom just glided into the deep slot with the puck, and you could see he shot it wide and couldn't believe he missed the net. There was nobody stopping him. He could have skated all the way and touched Peter on the head. And ultimately, in the same shift, they score. So these are are the types of things that really plagued them tonight. Yeah, and they took two early penalties, too. And, I mean, they've done that a few times this year where they've just – I feel like they've been a – I'd be curious to see. I don't know the numbers on this where they stand in terms of penalties and penalty minutes because at some point this year they were the most penalized team in the league right. earlier this year. But, you know, it happened at the very beginning of the game, and it's just a bad time to take a penalty, man. It's a bad it's a bad way to start the game. And not only that, but you're about to kill the first one and you take another one. Yeah. And that just it puts you in a bad hole. So they – and they did basically the worst things they could do because they gave up the two goals early. I mean, you never want to give up a goal that quick. And then they gave one up right before they went to the locker room, which is always <laughs> a bad thing. Right. You never want to give, you know, and specialty. I mean, they killed two of their own penalty, their, their own power plays tonight. Right. So, I mean, listen, they've, they've come back. They're, they've been a resilient group this year. But that doesn't mean you should do that all the time. <laughs> it's not going to work every time. No. So you, you, you just can't start a game with two back-to-back penalties in the first two minutes and 39 seconds of the game, give up two goals, give one up at the end of the period, and expect to come back. And I, I appreciate what they did for the last two you know, two periods essentially, but it's just you just can't do that to yourself. Just uh, up and then not, you're not going to win those games. They they gave themselves a chance, and I mean that's great. And they I mean, could have had Mar- Marty Natchez missed a wide open well a, a wide open net. Did he miss it, they or did or did uh, Lundqvist get the paddle on it? Well, Lundqvist did get the paddle on it, but yeah. still, I mean, I mean, it's a. I think it's probably, it's a goal. I think it's a goal if Lundqvist doesn't get it. Um, and I was just going to ask you if you think uh, Natchez is going to have nightmares uh, of Henrik Lundqvist, a uh, guy with a great-looking beard and a nice tailored suit wearing a crown, uh, saying you're not scoring on me. Um, because I thought uh, Lundqvist made some spectacular saves. He he robbed Svechnikov. He got Tara Vine and He got... Uh, uh, Lucas Walmark. I'm curious your thoughts on uh, all of a sudden in the second period we see Lucas Walmark between uh, Andrei Svechnikov and Tevo Teravine. And Ajo played uh, 21 minutes, so it's not like it cost him ice time, uh, but suddenly he wasn't playing with his uh, with his buddies anymore. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's, 
you know, a message to Ajo. <laughs> and Rod said very bluntly after the game, I didn't like him, which I thought was actually interesting that he said that out loud uh-huh. to the media. It's hard for me to see this team realizing their potential uh, if Lucas Walmark is playing with those two guys. No no knock on Walmark, or maybe that is a knock on Walmark, and we just need to deal with it. Uh, but I, I just don't think you can have that. Um, and I think Rod believes that. I didn't, Rod, Rod didn't do that uh, because he thought Walmark would fit better with Svechnikov and Teravine, and he was. There's no question about it. Uh, telling Sebastian Ajo, your game's not worthy of playing with those two guys right now. Um, and whether Walmark's is or not, uh, that kind of stuff has to change. Ajo's need... need like I asked Rod after the season last year, I said, "What has to? Where where does Sebastian Ajo have to make the next step?" And he said, "I need to be able to play him against the other team's best players." And right. uh, and at this point, it's not quite there. Right now, they feel like a playoff team, but not a Stanley Cup team. Right. You know, like there's there's still, and and I think a lot of that is Sebastian Ajo becoming a more dominant that's that's the word that comes to mind for me a more dominant player consistently so if he can find that if that if that clicks at any point during the season for him then they'll be fine on the bright side seven more games uh and adam fox uh gets carolina a second round pick we're almost at the 30-game threshold for yeah. uh, for Adam Fox. He's played 23 games. Four of his 13 points have come against the Hurricanes in the yeah. two games. Uh, so uh, we'll close on that. That's the happy recap. Uh, enjoy your Thanksgiving. All right, sir? Same to you, sir. I appreciate you. You're the Thank man. Thank you very much. All right, Alec. I'll see you later. All right, one quick thing before we, uh, before we jump on out of here. Bill Peters released a statement today uh, essentially, it was sort of a letter. It was a letter to the Flames that acted as an apology for the racist statements he made uh, in the minor leagues a decade ago. Here's the only problem I have with the weirdness of the statement. It was factually incorrect. He claims that he felt bad about it and immediately apologized, which, of course, didn't happen. Um, the next day, well, first of all, one of the players for the team had to come to Peters to, uh, basically, uh, like, what are you doing? Uh, and then the next day, not only did Peters not apologize, but he dropped more end bombs. So again, this is, I guess it's a, he said, he said thing, but nobody has disputed the facts, uh, as brought to us by, uh, Akeem Aliyu and, um, until somebody disputes those facts, uh, although I guess in a way Peters did tonight, did tonight in his statement, I mean, the fact that Peters is, says that he immediately apologized to me just seems like, uh, you know, alternative facts, and nobody's a fan of alternative facts. Um, this, has, this is going to play out, uh, and it's going to be ugly, and ultimately... Uh, I do believe that Bill Peters is going to lose his job with the Calgary Flames, and the delay in this is simply lawyers figuring out how much money Bill Peters is going to walk away with from the Calgary organization. 
Uh, the only other thing, and this will be the final thing I'll say about this matter, uh, certainly on this podcast, uh, I don't need to hear from the Carolina Hurricanes. I am positive that organization is uh, very anti-emotional and physical abuse. This matter isn't going to ever be closed until B- Bill Peters uh, makes a public statement, and the, ma- the matter is not closed until Ron Francis talks. Francis has to answer questions. Why would you give Bill Peters a contract extension? End of story. If you don't answer that question, uh, we just we just can't go from we we can't go beyond it because that to me is the ultimate question. Ron Francis knew what went on, and he still gave Bill Peters a contract extension, which he did not need. He already had one more year left on his deal. There was a third year sitting there. Francis could have had him coach on that year. He gave him a two year extension. Didn't have to do that. Uh, all right. Not a good night for the Hurricanes. Uh, They made it look close, but it was still a 3-2 loss. Canes have now lost seven straight in the Metropolitan Division. They fall to 2-6-1 in the Metro, and uh, they're off on Thanksgiving. I hope you have a good Thanksgiving. They'll be back at it Friday night at PNC Arena against the Nashville Predators. I'm Adam Gold. Thanks. Bye. You've been listening to the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold. Don't forget there are many ways you can listen to this podcast, including streaming at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL Sports Fan app. And you can also subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and TuneIn. Thanks again for listening to the Canes Corner Podcast. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra. Just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.